Hello there, today we're talking to Sadie about stage presence and her workshop for the 2021 Belly Dance Bundle, Purpose, Presence, and Power. One thing from her description that really struck me was the idea that it's so much more about how we show up than it is about what we do when we're there. And we really jump into that in this episode. So much of our dance relies on technique, but there's a lot that relies on something else. Any guesses? You'll just have to hang out with us for a while and find out. Hello, dancers, and welcome to Yalla Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. I'm your host, Tiffany, and with me today, we have the amazing Sadie. Sadie, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, bundlers. So great to be back. I love doing your podcast and I love your podcast. Oh, thanks. So for new listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've got going on right now? Well, my name is Sadie. I have been dancing rock sharky belly dance since 1997. Started professionally, slowly getting into the professional arena around 2005. Um, so going on 16 years professionally, of course, was, you know, traveling and touring um, up until COVID. And luckily, right before COVID, I started putting in place my online school. So that was really set up for me when COVID hit. And then basically since COVID, now I've been focusing really just on that. Um, in fact, I haven't done any in-person or live. At one, I danced at a concert this summer, this August. That's the only in-person live thing I have done since March of 2020. Um, Got a few things on the calendar for 2022, so I'm excited about that, but um, have been really uh, grateful for Rocks Online and for the bundle, which has been such a wonderful way for people to stay connected these last few years. Um, So yeah, so Rocks Online is my online school. It's an online platform. We have uh, right now 350 videos. We really focus wow. on world dance. So uh, we started mostly with my, my belly dance stuff and my um, community of dancers. And now we have probably nearing 100 fitness videos with fitness experts. We have probably 200 videos of other world dances on there that are not just um, rock sharky. And we are building, we are adding, we probably add a minimum of a hundred classes a year and sometimes more. So, you know, by the end of next year, we'll have over 400 classes on the platform. That's amazing. And I love that you bring in lots of different world dance experts to, to teach their styles within it. Like that's something I feel like we don't get from some of the other platforms in the belly dance space. Yeah, I think that's really what makes Rocks Online unique. And we have really made a commitment to uh, support source dancers. So whenever possible, and it's always our first go-to is to connect with source dancers and invite them onto the platform. And if that's not assessed, so far it has been, um, you know, like our Samba teacher is from Brazil. And then we've got Lebanese Simon, we've got Esra Warda, we have... um, uh, we just brought Indian Bollywood and Odissi with Tejas, who lives here locally, but she's also Indian. So we have been awesome. blessed with such an incredible um, listing of teachers who are so knowledgeable and connected to their dances. 
That's fantastic. So for this year's belly dance bundle for the 2021 bundle, you are doing a workshop for us called purpose, presence, and power all around the topic of stage presence. So let's start with what would you describe stage presence as? I bet everybody has a slightly different definition of like the things that they would put under a stage presence umbrella. Yeah, definitely. I think there's kind of like two categories. And I think the first one I would highlight is the one we're probably a little bit more used to uh, trying to activate through the workshop circuit and classes, which is kind of like this high energy, just uh, like pop. If you think of like pop artists, it's just like, keep the movement. It's like a drum solo for Mm -hmm. belly dancers, right? It's like that really high energy, big smile, lots of moves, using up the stage. I think that's one form of stage presence that we're all really um, familiar with and probably really used to learning. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think it's a really great gateway. So one of the reasons I always loved a drum solo is because I was super shy when I first started belly dancing. And the drum solo was just a really easy, accessible way for me to like channel that energy of fear into just turn that into a shimmy and turn it into this and go, go, go. And so honestly, my stage presence really developed through that high energy stage presence. But what took me a lot longer was the flip side of that, which would be like slow, like Toxim, like Tarab, like just dancing on classical music. I think this is a process that takes so much longer. And in my own journey of that, I think I've developed a lot of tools for myself and my students that have really helped me and then a lot of my students through my programs and classes to kind of help start exploring that arena a little bit more that feels a lot more vulnerable. It feels a Mm -hmm. lot riskier because we're dealing with cultural music usually when we're dancing, like, you know, maybe not in Toxim if there's no lyrics, but we're certainly still using music of the culture. But a lot of times when we get into traditional classical music, even if there's not lyrics, we're using music that is well known by, you know, Arabic people like, hey, that's this song and we know what this song means. So you have to really match your your presence and your interpretation and musicality to a song that is so well known that people already automatically know what that song is about. Yeah, there's Um, so much more going into it. There's so much more going into it. Yes. Than just showing up and putting on the smile and the, you know, high energy and the moves and the shimmies. So there's a lot more depth to the type of presence and purpose and power that I want to play with in this workshop that I'm offering for the bundle this year. Um, Does that sort of give a good? Yeah, for sure. Cause I, I, I totally agree with you. There is, there are these two sides to it and the, the showing up and being very expressive and big on stage, like that is, it does feel easier sometimes because you can kind of fake it till you make it. Yeah. But when you show up and you do a toxim, you are, you're being vulnerable. So there's a whole underlying level of worry about showing up confidently and being vulnerable on stage. And how do you do that and, and bring the audience in with you? Yes, exactly. And it is scary, even like when we're talking about it, I can feel some butterflies in my stomach because I feel like it's a, 
even for myself, uh, I I'm really drawn to this lately, especially through the pandemic. I've just been really drawn to kind of going deeper on my own dance journey, which is also something I will be incorporating into the workshop itself, is how to connect more with your own intention, with your own expression. I think where all of this comes from when we're talking about stage presence in this side of things mm -hmm. is really a deep connection with yourself and knowing your body and knowing your moves and trusting yourself and trusting your process and kind of getting everything out of the way that would block any of that. And I think there's definitely a lot of tips and tools that we can use to center ourselves, to have a better communication in our body. Um, and I think a lot of it just comes from releasing fear, releasing worry, releasing judgment. That's the biggest one. I think we have so much harsh judgment on ourselves when we're learning to dance or when we're planning to perform, we want to do a good job. I think that judgment and fear comes from a good place. Like I really want to do well. I don't want to blow it. I don't want to mess this up. But honestly, if we walk onto stage with those things, we will blow it because it means that we are the channel of communication is blocked by that. And the audience can feel that. What are the things that you see the most like in your students or through your journey, like, you know, moving from being comfortable doing drum solos to, to having to develop this secondary side of stage presence? What, what are the blocks you find the most common and what do you suggest people like dancers start to work on to, to distance themselves from that, not distance themselves from it, but overcome those blocks, break them down? Yeah, well, I think the first thing I always like to introduce dancers to is just the physical part of it and how different the movements usually are. So, you know, if we're really used to drum style type movements or um, we have done a more like westernized version of belly dance with a lot of props, with a lot of flash, you know, and you can really see that like the American style of belly dance is very different from other yeah. countries. You know, we do have this like Americanized, like sensational, like uh, look at that, you know, like we, we have short-term attention spans here in the United States. And so we have to do <laughs> a lot more to like entertain our audience. The American audience wouldn't really understand some of this, um, uh, cultural presence that we're trying to dive into now with this workshop. And I know other dancers do it as well, but, mm -hmm. um, in fact, you know, the swords and the flying veils and the things might not always go over well with, a. and, and I would say when we're talking about an Arab audience, it depends on the age range too. Like there's just a lot yeah. of factors. It's all about knowing your audience. First of all, who are you dancing for? Like you probably wouldn't want to dance Um Kulsum to, a restaurant, you know, or a nightclub here in the United States, because it just wouldn't translate to the mm -hmm. audience unless it was a Arab audience, mm -hmm. possibly. And then you want to check the age, right? So there's that piece. But we need to get into kind of the logistics of the physical movements, like breaking down how the dance needs to adapt. If you're used to that westernized, Americanized um, style of belly dance. We need to get a little bit into some of the format of Rock Sharky and understanding that format a little bit and how those moves, and when I say a little bit, I mean, it's an introduction, but it's a long, long deep dive as well. I've been yeah, of course. Um, studying Rock Sharky for 
20 years and I'm still learning things, you know, the nuances of it never end. So we need to understand that format, first of all, because that is the format of dance that that interfaces with this type of movements that we're talking about for Mm -hmm. um, stage presence to this cultural, I'm just going to call it that because it, I think with the workshop, what we're really going to focus on is the rock sharky structure. Yeah. Stage presence. So we, we get into, we start with those moves and then I'm going to be bringing in the tips and the tools that I've taught in my workshops over the years. And I've used for myself and in my private coaching to, and I can see it, you know, I mean, I think a lot of teachers can relate to this. Like when you're, especially working one-on-one, I've been so blessed to have amazing, like one-on-one students that I've worked with who have trusted me to be vulnerable with me and dance in front of me and show, and you could just, I can see in them. Uh, it's like, it's, I don't know that nervousness is the biggest one. Yeah. Just this super nervous. And I could see that they're shaky and their moves are shaky. And we have to just kind of dissect like what it might be for each individual to start shedding some of those layers. So there are, there is personal work that has to go into it. If you want to show up on stage with more confidence, less nerves, there is a lot of personal deep work that has to happen. So we'll be discussing some of those things in the workshop to give people homework to kind of start just tuning in and checking out like, why am I nervous when I go on stage? You know, usually we're so used to these negative feedback loops. So if we're standing on the side of the stage and we start to amp ourselves up, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm getting nervous. Oh gosh, you know, like, oh my God, what if I, I, yeah, and then. And then, so we have to learn how to channel that so that when you get on, you, you have to just have yourself a little checklist of what to do when that happens. Like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of dancers probably already incorporate some type of a breath work before a practice, before going on stage, maybe a little prayer ceremony or some type of ritual. I always like to remind myself if, and when I get nervous, it's because I care. And then I have to do like a little bit of an amping up. Like I have to really like pump myself up a little bit. Like, you know, you got to give yourself a little battle cry where, you know, like you're pumping yourself up to believe in yourself and to know that you're going to do an amazing job. So you have to almost like get your ego on board a little bit. Like, come on now. Like, you know, these people paid to be here or whatever. They showed up to this show. They want a good show. That's what I do. I'm a dancer. I'm an entertainer. I got this. Um, you know, and getting yourself into that headspace of where you're in control. I think that's really what it is, is where you're in control and knowing that if at any point something doesn't happen for you the way you want it to happen on stage, you're still in control and you can flip it. It happens to me all the time. I'll forget a move in a choreography and it's like, you just can't panic about it. You just kind of roll with it and you go with it and you maintain your poise and your control. And you don't lose it and you don't unravel because something didn't go the way you planned. Yeah. That's, I love that showing up because you care. Like if I'm nervous, it's because I care. Like that's such a great way to reframe that. Exactly. Reframing is huge because we all have the fear and, and all of, you know, the nerves and the jitters. It still happens to me. And I'm always like, I would be more nervous at this point if that didn't happen. I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> like what's going on here do I not care you know so for me it's always a positive like yes those butterflies are here you know I am 
so excited about this. Um, it's also about being really tapped into the present moment. I started doing that, you know, maybe it's also part of getting older. I'm in my early forties now. So I think like you enter a different part of your life where you just, you don't take things for granted and you really just drop into the moment. Like I remember being on stages in different parts of the world and just on the side of the stage being like, I will probably never be here in this space like this again. And certainly I will never be here with these people in this exact setting. And just like the gravity and like the awe-inspiring, like, holy crap, this is really like an unbelievable moment that'll never happen again. And getting really like excited about that. So I do think purpose, presence, power, stage presence, this is all about also kind of flipping your mind frame. So it's why I also said, this is not just about your audience, it's about you. So my goal with this workshop, and it's going to become a series on Rocks Online too, in case people are, uh, it'll be a, a one-time workshop that we're going to offer. It'll be the first of the series. And so if people are really resonating with the course through the two-hour workshop, then they can continue on through the rest of the series where we continue to dive a little bit deeper, creating new habits of reframing our mindset before we go on stage. And that's really all it is, is a practice. Anybody who meditates or does mindfulness knows it's a practice. You never get to a point where you're like, yep, I'm all good now. I'm never going to have a bad day. I'm never going to have a rough day. It's a constant commitment to showing up. And, you know, when the fear, the worry, the judgment comes in, you don't even try to get rid of it. It's just part of normal life. You just say, okay, I know why that's here. It's here because I, there's a lot on the line here and I want to do a really good job. Wonderful. Now let's flip it. What do I got to do to be my best, to do my best job, to show up with presence, to show up with power. People have to remember when you go on stage and you're an entertainer, it's the, it's what do they call in theater, the suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that happens with our audience. They want us to take them on a journey. So if you're not centered and grounded and in control, your audience feels that and then they get nervous and they don't have a great time because you didn't do your job as a dancer by taking them on a journey. And the only way you can take your audience on a journey is by being centered, grounded and in control. And so that's really what it boils down to at the end of the day. It's not about fancy tricks. It's not about, of course, again, you can throw some of that in there. It's not that that's not super entertaining and exciting to watch, but honestly, some of the best dancers I've ever seen in my life don't even move. They just right. stand there in place and they just have, they exude so much power and confidence that you, you, you're just awestruck and they're not even doing a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, I think of, you know, one of the greatest examples of course is Dina. Hey, you know, and I know some people don't love yeah. her dance and, and that's fine. It's not really about that, but that woman has more presence than anybody <laughs> I've ever on the stage. It's, it's really unbelievable. If you haven't seen Dina live or haven't had the opportunity to see Dina live, the way she commands an audience is like, it's, it's, it's really an experience. Um, so that's really what we're talking about is how to, and this is a, this is a journey. So I want people to know as well, this doesn't happen. You're not going to get all this after a two hour workshop. It's just the beginning of a journey to, to really like put that intention. Every time you practice, every time you're, it's like when we go to practice anything else, let's use the drum solo, for example, again, 
you're refining your moves and you're refining your shimmy and you're refining your arms and your fingers and your posture and tuck your pelvis and da da da. And then we do all the little checks for our costume and our music. But how often do you do a check on the internal part to say like, am mm -hmm. I centered right now? Do I have myself right now? Am I good? Or am I going to unravel when I get to the stage? Because I haven't done that. I haven't done that inner work to to center myself and get grounded and to get in that right headspace that I need to be in for success on the stage. It always amazes me with dance that so much of what we focus on a lot, we focus a lot on technique and the movements and this, this part of it, but mindset comes in so often in so many different places, like showing up to practice and having a plan and having goals and stuff like all of that is mindset based right? Showing up and having to deal with stage fright is mindset based. There's so many pieces of this dance that are so intertwined with your inner state and how you talk to yourself and how you frame things. It, it's honestly amazing that this, that we don't talk about it until you get into like the intermediate advanced spaces, because it's so integral, I feel to the dance. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I have actually started, it's, exactly what you said with my beginner students already now you know for a very long mm -hmm. time it's like we'll be practicing and it's like hey how are you feeling right now you know are you stiff are you you know just starting to get that awareness of like when you feel stiff in your body that's a pretty big clue and indication that you're not where you want to be you know what I mean you're stuck in your head because we get stuck in our head with the like one two three four five six seven eight turn oh I was supposed to go that way and then things start stiffening yeah and so one of the breath exercises that I'm offering for the 21 days of the bundle challenge is a breath to movement exercise. And, I, and I'm gonna explain how I use this even for myself as a reset on stage. I use it in a couple different ways. If I'm doing uh, improvisation and I feel like I'm getting um, frantic, which happens a lot, we start to get nervous and then we start doing that drum solo thing, which is because I'm nervous, I'm just gonna shimmy more and do harder, stronger back bends and hair tosses to like hide the fact that I'm nervous. <laughs> so this breath to exercise movement that I'm gonna share actually helps you to do the opposite. When you start to feel frenetic and, and nervous, you actually slow everything down and you just take a pause and you just hit a pose maybe, and you just do a couple breath to movement exercises with maybe an undulation or a figure eight until you start to connect your mind and your body again and tell your nervous system that you're in control. So it's literally, that's what it is. Our nervous system needs to stay tethered together in control with our mind and our body. And we often don't do that. It's like two separate things. It's like our body is on autopilot, remembering technique. Our head is thinking about one and a two and I gotta go over here and I gotta go over there. And oh my God, am I smiling? And oh shit, did my bra snap? And like, you know, <laughs> uh, the lights, oh, those people, you know? And so that is not where you wanna be when you're performing. That is not where you wanna be when you're performing. And I understand that it's a learning curve. And some of us are gonna end up on stage in our beginning um, experiences with performing that probably will happen. That yeah. experience where you're like, body sure. not connected and that's okay. And I've been there, but that's what this workshop is about is giving tools and, you know, anecdotes to like, 
this is gonna happen, but this is how we prepare for it. And this is how we get better. It's by practice, it's intention. And so, yeah, it really is just at the end of the day, it's totally mindset, like you were saying, and it's just not beating yourself up about it. That's why I was really adamant about saying, you know, that this workshop is about you as a person as well. And how can you approach the dance with more love and appreciation, less judgment? Because yes. I think we judge ourselves so much and that is not a path to liberation in our body. That's actually a path to constriction in our body. So um, I think the more that we understand how we could just have more flow and ease in our mind and in our brains, the more flow and ease we're going to have in our body. 100%, 100%. This, we, mm-hmm. we need more self-compassion for ourselves. We're all learning. We're always learning, right? I tell this to people all the time when it comes to practice, it's like, if you didn't practice today, like instead of beating yourself up and hitting into the shame spiral, just, okay, what are we going to do different tomorrow? You know, and use it as a learning experience. Use these moments of not connecting your brain and your body and the music and the moment on stage, instead of being like, oh my God, that was so terrible and awful. I am a, a horrible dancer taking a step back and being like, okay, how do I work on these things for next time? It's okay. It happened. Exactly. That's exactly it. And just knowing it's like sticking it out for the long haul. You're on the long journey. Like I think anybody who would be interested in this particular workshop is probably a dancer who's, you know, gone through the beginner level introduction and really wants to dive deeper. And I think those dancers do understand long-term commitment to anything, to get good at anything. And this is a long-term committed practice to get purpose, presence, and power on the stage. And I'm still working at it. You know, I still, and I just have the gift of time to be able to look back. I can look back at my videos when I was 25. You know, I would do a performance when I was 25 and I would look at it when I was 26 or right after the video and I would beat myself up. Like I screwed that up and I messed that up and I don't like the way that looked. And all I could see was the mistakes. And now when I look back, it's funny because I look back at some of those videos from when I was 25 and I just look at myself like a loving mother now, like, oh my gosh, I was how freaking cute and sweet. I can really see my intention was there and I was such a sweetheart and I wish I was softer to myself and I wish I would have just said, you're growing, you're learning. This is such a beautiful process, congratulations. And yeah, of course there's things you wanna fix and change. So do that, fix them and change them, but also celebrate the fact that you're growing and you're learning and you're in the process. And that's how magic happens. That's how you go from the one year to the five-year mark and look back and say, I got a lot better in the five-year to the 10-year mark. And holy cow, I got so good in these five years. And then 10 to 15 years, if you can just soften up and give yourself some grace in that process, that beautiful process that you're going through, it just keeps getting better. You know, the more you bring your intention and your awareness to the process. Fantastic. So for dancers who they want to work a little bit on this part, they want to work on the mindset and the next time they go to practice, what would you have them do during their practice time or as part of their practice time to kind of start building this awareness or mindset or self-compassion during that time? 
You know, I know everybody kind of has already some different things in place of how they might drop into any type of a practice, Mm -hmm. but just some very simple things for me, what I have learned over the years to really have an intentional practice. Now we're talking about practice, right? Not necessarily on stage. Yes. But how how do we, how do we practice it so that we can bring it later to the stage? Right. So, and it's so true, the way you practice is the way you perform. So this is a perfect way to start. Um, For me, I know I need a few minutes of prep time. Like I need five to 10 minutes of prep time. Like how you drop into your practice is so important because if you approach your practice, which is, oh, thank God, I just dropped off the kids and now I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna shimmy, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, if that's all you got, that's all you got. But if you can try to give yourself five to 10 minutes of prep time, Find a space that's yours, you know, a space where you can have to yourself and close the door, maybe set the mood a little bit if you need to, you just, you need to like wipe the slate clean so that you can really focus on get centered in your own body. So for me, that would be, I'd close the door. I'd probably put a belly dance skirt on. I might just have a regular bra or sports bra if I don't want to get fully decked out. You could light a candle if you want to. But I would say before you even start practicing the move you want to work on, just in the silence or maybe with a nice soft music you like, just do a couple yoga moves, a couple breath. You could literally do three. I do this every morning because we're all so busy. Three intentional breaths. You will be absolutely shocked at what three intentional breaths will do for you. Stand there in your dance space, three intentional really nice big inhales and exhale. Maybe that first one is just to let the stress go, right? Mm -hmm. The second one, I'm here. This is my space. This is my time. Exhale, you're present. And the next one, intention. I'm really here to dedicate my time to my practice right now. What do I want to get out of this practice today? What am I trying to accomplish? Is it a certain move? Is it a a feeling, you know, so you kind of like, you can use those three intentional breaths, uh, a couple, maybe yoga poses that, you know, really help you drop into your practice. And then you can go from there. You could do a little workout if that's what you like to do. That's what I'm saying. I know everybody's a little different that way Mm -hmm. Um, or go right into your dance. I, I really need to kind of slowly move into my dance. Like, you know, you could call call it like you need a little foreplay or something. I, (laughs) I need a little dance foreplay. So I usually just put on some kind of slower, medium paced music and I just allow myself to move. I just allow myself to dance and move and do kind of some moves that feel really good on my spine and my hips, figure eights, undulations, and try not to think too much about what I'm doing, but just let my body move. And that sort of reminds me and puts me in that space. Like, yes, I do know how to move. I do know how to dance. I am a dancer. I do trust my body. So that's kind of what that process is for me. And then from there, I did the intentional breaths. I did a little like free form movement where I let my body express itself in that moment before I start telling my body what to do. And then I go into the practice and then I'll, I'll practice. And there's a lot of mental stuff that goes with practicing. So I'm not saying that when you have an intentional technique or a combo that you're working on, that you're not thinking about it. Um, I'll really be thinking about it. And then I try to wrap that up with say that I am performing the combo in my practice time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I try to run it enough that the memory is down. This is also really important too. So if you wrap up your practice, if it can't be with the thing you were working on, go back to a combo that you know that is, is really uh, fresh in your mind or something that you've been dancing for years and wrap up your practice with that because that kind of seals that confidence again, maybe after your technical session of the new thing you were working on. It's common to walk away from that like, man, it just didn't come the way I wanted it to or it was so much harder than I thought. Or um, if you can wrap your practice up with something that is familiar to you that you know you can do really well, say it could be a shimmy, you know, wrap up your practice with a couple minutes of a shimmy or put on the music to a combo that you know really well and let that and let yourself dance to that. So it's kind of like the first, you know, after the intentional breaths, then you're gonna go to your free form movement for a few minutes, let your body express itself naturally without trying to tell it what to do, go into your practice, and then you can end your practice with some more free flow movement. But I also like ending mine with something that I already know because it just kind of leaves my brain with that reward of like, you are really good at this. And it helps me to remember like, I can do this. And I, I have already accomplished many things with my dancing. So that's sort of a basic standard formula. And you can fit that into a 20 minute practice yeah. if you need to. That's fantastic. I, I really love that. Cause I feel like you're, what you're doing is you're building the connection between dance and calmness and dance and confidence. So when you do show up to something that does make you nervous, like performing somewhere in some performance opportunity, like, yes, you're still going to be nervous, but your brain already has these underlying connections of confidence and calm when yep. it comes to your dancing. Cause you've been building those in your practice over time. That's exactly. fantastic. Yeah. And just to, just to throw it out there, you can use that exact formula for a performance. So if you want to try, if you, if you have a little bit of a longer time frame to dance, say 10 minutes or even more, you can build up your performance that way too. You can come on the stage with maybe something a little more showy, like a, you know, a, a, a pop song or what have you, or even a drum solo. You know what I mean? You're, that gets you on the stage and gets you moving. Then you could drop into Toxime, you know, then it's like, okay, I'm going to do this now. And then you can bump it back up. So you can use these the same type of formula where you're going to use it in your actual performance and you're buffering yourself on the ends or on each end cap with something that you're really confident with. So you can use that middle space to really play and be vulnerable and practice that and then end your show with the thing that you're super confident with and be and open your show with the thing you're super confident with. It works in that way too. That's fantastic. Sadie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experiences around stage presence and your journey and how you've been working with dancers over the years to, to really build these skills. This has been amazing. I can't wait for people to listen to this episode. Can you share with us, how can people find you online? How can they study with you? Where will this workshop be available if it is, if they don't get the bundle this year, because I know you said you're turning this into a series. So yeah, well, all the usual social media. Well, I guess I'm really only on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Sadie, Sadie Belly Dancer on both of those, I believe you should be able to find me. Um, and then for my website, sadiebellydancer.com. However, if you want to dance with me at all, of course, it's Rocks Online, rocksonline.com, R-A-Q-S online.com. And then, yes, yeah, so in early next year, after the new year. So probably I believe February is when we're going to be releasing 
this particular workshop for the bundle and it's going to go through the month of February will be we'll kick off the series with the two hour workshop and then it'll be a weekly practice session with me and class a series that goes with it through the month of February. That's awesome. I'm super excited for everybody to jump into the bundle this year to check out Rocks Online and all of the amazing stuff that you put up over there because you're building an amazing resource for dancers with Rocks Online. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, everyone. Looking Really looking forward to seeing you at the bundle and as well as Rocks Online. So I have one last question for you before I let you go. We are trying to bring a bit of a positive spin to the last 18 months of the pandemic. So I would like to know what has been your most positive dance experience through these COVID times? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it would be an outward, I would say this last 18 months, is that what it's been? I've totally lost track. I know. I can't believe it. Just for me solidified how important dance is in my life. And I know it is in other people's lives. You know, I've always known that, but being away from it, also the community aspect, like I miss dancing with others so much. I mean, I've gone on a deep journey in my own personal dancing. Like I think all artists need that. So it's been a little bit of a break for all of us to kind of recheck in, re um, prioritize things in our dancing, get a new intention around how we want to continue to dance in the future. I think that's what it's done for me. So it's been a really beautiful process as hard as it has been at times. And I'm just so looking forward to connecting with people and dancing with people, the joy um, and healing that takes place in our communities. And I'm so grateful again for things online that have kept us connected, but I just can't wait to be in a room shimmying and smiling and that energy, you know, we create this beautiful energy when we're together and we're dancing together. And I miss that so much. And I'm just really looking forward to it. I think I'm just so grateful. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to shimmying and smiling with people in in real life. We'll get there. We'll get there. Sadie, thank you so much for your time. Everyone who's listening, thank you so much for being here with us today. And I can't wait to see what your next practice holds. Bye. We usually think of stage presence from the perspective of technique, showing up confidently and commanding the stage, but mindset has so much to do with how you command the space. As Sadie said, you don't actually have to use the space necessarily to command it. You can do that from just standing in one spot. Mindset can be just as important as taking up space. There are great tips here to start working that into your practice time and be sure to check out the challenge that Sadie has set for us today to go along with this episode for something else that you can try when you're feeling a bit out of sync. You can find that and all the links to Rocks Online and Sadie's socials at thebellydancebundle.com slash 73. You're not going to want to miss this workshop, so be sure to head over and check out the class lineup for the 2021 Belly Dance Bundle. Or if you're listening in the future and the bundle is no longer available, check out Rocks Online. Here's to you being enough just the way you are and changing your mindset to accept and love yourself as you move through your dance journey. 